Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello and welcome to Self-Improvement Atlas, the personal science insight podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host, Aditi Kuti. Let's get on with the show. Diane Masri, thank you so much uh, for joining us on the show today. It's such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Good to be here. I'm really, really excited to talk to you. Uh, You're a social media consultant um, and a brand advisor. What kind of people do you work with in your line of work? Um, I work for various people. I've worked for high-profile visionaries. I've worked on major events. And I also work for creatives and, you know, small business people, you know, a wide range of work. So a lot of people who are kind of trying to build their presence on social media, would it be, I guess, to achieve like um, a, a corporate goal or is it is it a lot more than that? Sorry, a corporate goal? So, you know, uh, kind of to, benef- to, pr- to promote a business, for example, or are yes. there a lot of other ways in which people... Well, to promote a business or if they have a book that they, they want to promote or um, some services if they're in coaching, teaching, events. Yeah. You know, I've done some live twittering recently for a major conference on behalf of the client. Yeah, so okay. it varies. Yeah, that sounds really, really cool. Um, We are going to talk, obviously, about social media uh, today on our show. But real quick, before we kind of get into the topic, uh, we have a section called Have You Met Mm -hmm. Diane Masri, where we get to know you a little bit. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple of really easy questions for you at at you, and all you have to do is answer them. Are you ready Mm -hmm. to go? Yes. Fantastic. (laughs) Uh, What's your favorite book? Um. So as a non-fiction, I would have to say A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's been a real, and Marianne's been an inspiration and a teacher for me, which got me into social media as well. So, What's the book about? It's based on the principles of A Course in Miracles um, and there are lessons, guided lessons that you can do daily. But, um, yeah, and the main mantra and the, the main philosophy I got from that was love over fear, and that's something that I was able to adapt in my personal life and also when I worked on, you know, on corporate events and for clients and, and fear you know, we deal with fear all the time on social media. So it, it um, and I got to meet and work with Marianne Williamson when she came out here for in 2011. So the synchronicity of that's powerful, but that's when you get into that space of love. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that sounds really cool. We're definitely going to be talking a lot about sphere and social media um, later yeah. on for sure. Um, what mm. is your favorite movie? Um, oh, I, I love anything by the filmmaker Nancy Mayers. So The Holiday, It's Complicated. You know, I love the light um, comedy and the um, the interior design. Yeah, for sure. I feel like rom-coms, it's, we're, we're recording this in December right now and it's just perfect rom-com season. Perfect. Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> what about a podcast that you've been into lately? Um, I, so Krista Tippett um, had a podcast on being, which was, um, so she's not running that now. I love um, Elise Lowen's Pulling the Thread. That's, she has um, really good topics and discussions. Also the Australian Sarah Greenberg, A Life um, Worth Living, I think it's called. Yeah, I think I've heard of that one as well. I don't know if yeah. I've listened to it, but it's definitely come up on kind of my recommendations uh, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, might yes. check it out. Um, what about a famous role model or someone that you look up to? Um, so again, Marianne Williamson, who wrote the book, a return to love. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and what's the last course you've completed? Um, this year I did a two courses. Well, I did a 10-day um, silent retreat for Pashna mm-hmm. in April, so that was for the first time. And just recently I did their three-day retreat, so that was very um, empowering. Yeah, was the retreat here in in Australia or in the Blue Mountains? Oh wow, yeah, that would have been yeah. a great place, <laughs> great place for a retreat for sure. Yes, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we've gotten to know you now, um, so our guests have gotten used to you, uh, and you, they know you a lot better. We might move on to our topic of the day, uh, which is social media and mm-hmm. especially overcoming fears and anxieties around social media. Mm-hmm. I want to start right kind of zoom out um, and talk about personal development in general. How do you define personal development? Um, Personal development are are processes really that help you evolve um, and, you know, help you evolve. You have a self-awareness and it enables you to, you know, be fulfilled and have your own inner peace. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that when you said um, kind of that awareness that there has to be an intention behind it. I'm assuming like you really have to. It, it's an effort. It, it, personal development doesn't just happen accidentally. No, 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 for sure. Um, what do you feel are the main challenges in attaining personal development? Um, again, fear is one. Self-discipline's one. It does take self-discipline um, and motivation. Motivation's another one, but fear as well. Yeah, for sure. Do you think they're kind of linked? I, I feel like self-discipline and motivation is automatically going to be kind of affected if, if you're fearful to start with. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it, everything comes down to fear. It can be... Um, fear is anger, jealousy, or, um, you know, not having an awareness about your own Mm self-worth. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. So it all comes down to to fear or love. The other side of that is love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's really useful to see them as opposites because I feel like fear also comes from a place of the unknown <laughs> and a place of judgment as well. Mm-hmm. And love is kind of the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. How would you, and, and this seems like a, a very blatant question, but we like to kind of provide some context, uh, not blatant, but obvious question, but we like to provide some context um, on the show. How would you define social media content? What is that to you? Um, social media content is what you post. It's, you know, text, it's videos, it's what you share um, on all platforms. Yeah, it's graphics links mm-hmm. i like to sort of go with the 80 20 percent of 80 percent sharing links and information and whatever and then the 20 percent of selling your product or service okay so, yeah okay yeah yeah so I guess we're speaking now from the perspective of someone who wants to maintain a brand on social media. When you mm-hmm. say 80% kind of sharing links, would that kind of just be unrelated to the product that they're trying to sell? What what kind of content or would that be? It could be related. It could be useful to the product. It could be an example. It, um, it could reflect on the person or the brand itself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I guess – what kind of what kind of products in in your line of work i mean we've i've already asked you this question but what kind of things are people selling you've talked about people wanting to sell books you've talked about people wanting to promote brands um but i'm sure there's a lot of people who just want to use social media to promote themselves and kind of their own careers i'm thinking like linkedin <laughs> people want to you know promote themselves on yeah. there yeah, what what What's kind? How do people go about that? Well, then LinkedIn's quite powerful because um, it's a great, you know, of course it's a great sharing platform, but um, and it's more seen as more of a corporate platform. However, corporates people, and it's a good way of sharing. Um, it may be news, but it may be on what you're doing as well. Um, it could be a quote, it's um, yeah, testimonial, you can share a lot. And you can also the engagement on LinkedIn is important as well. It's not just putting everything out there. It's engaging and perhaps sharing another colleague's um, high point as well. So, Yeah, yeah. it's a that that kind of point on sharing another colleague's high points is really cool as well because you want to you want to uplift the people around you and i think i mean as as selfish as it sounds it looks better on you but also it's kind of a people help the people kind of attitude yeah, and it's that sharing sharing the information and the, the knowledge it just helps to expand that and you know you still need to be mindful and authentic in doing that and not be seen as or not just do it as a token gesture I, I feel the more you can um, be certain of the mission or why you're doing things the attention behind it is quite powerful 
Mm-hmm. And if it is to sort of inform your followers and to help them grow, there's power in that. That that authentic voice does, you know, it's energy. And the more you do that and get centred, um, it's quite powerful. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. What you, know, you need to read the, the links that you're sharing. You need to understand that and not just... Um, you know, just do it for the sake of doing it as well. Yeah, for sure. What does authenticity mean to you? What does it look like? It means, you know, am, am I being true to this? What is the, what is the, for example, in this position of sharing something? Am I, what purpose am I doing it for? Is it to, you know, to inform my own followers? Is it going to be helpful? Um, yeah. Is yeah. it true to my own values and whatever? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm also... And that's important, particularly um, with climate change and everything. We're seeing a lot of greenwashing. So brands really need to really dig right in. And, and it doesn't have to all be on social media, but that question of why am I, you know, I'm posting this, but is it relevant to me? Is it true to me as well? Those things do come through. Yeah, no, that's such a great point, especially when you brought up greenwashing. Like there's, I guess, now an oversaturation of companies jumping onto social issues like, you know, Pride Month, um, everyone suddenly has like a rainbow logo and yeah. it's like what what are you doing to back it up at the yes. moment? Yeah, and that, that can be overpowering for brands because they feel they have to do that on social media but it, it's a question of it takes time, you know, have that discussion with your team. Yes, you, you know, you can put out that post but what are you doing within your own branch within your own team to be able to um to answer that question as well yeah for sure and I think you know in the case of it's a lot easier to execute um something around that when you're a small business or you're an individual who's promoting something (laughs) it's a lot easier to change the way you operate to match those values that you're promoting yeah yeah. Although within within a brand or a team, individuals, um, you know, need to know the, you know, the mission of that brand and, and what are they doing. I mean, we're evolving. Things are changing. We need to readdress things as well. So, um, and it may be the question, no, we won't have that discussion on social media about it, but we will work towards something. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that, um, oh, my God, I had a question and now I've completely forgotten it. (laughs) Do you think that uh, at the moment there's pressure online to perform in a certain way uh, for for some of these, for some of these groups? Um, Yes, there is. I, um, there is pressure, but... I mean, I saw that clearly, um, particularly last year with the whole 
cancel culture thing. But I think more brands, this is why having that discussion with your team, reviewing your own um, your own mission and seeing what you can do within the team to answer a certain thing is powerful. Um, you don't have to um, be involved in the discussion if that doesn't suit your brand. However, if it's something that's dear to you, you can still work, you know, towards that in other ways. You don't have to do everything on social media, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that kind of we're talking about this authentic voice, do you think that that should come from within the individual or group behind uh, the brand or should that come based on what the audience expects from you? What do you think is kind of the best way to go about it? No, the best way is it should come from the brand or the person that's heading the brand. Um, If there are social media managers involved, that that person needs to really be in line with the brand and understand the values of that the whole team should be. Um, But, no, it's more when that person or brand is um, firm, well, that's where your authentic voice then comes out. You're not, you're talking to your followers. You're not there chasing your followers. Your followers will come when you when your message is strong, when it's authentic. I mean, it's it's powerful. Yeah, for sure. And when you're consistent in that message. Mm-hmm. What? How, how? How do you feel social media relates to personal development? I mean, we've spent some time talking about brands at the moment, but there's a lot of people who use social media. Um, to promote themselves, how, yeah. how do you feel it relates to that personal development? Personal development. Well, you know, you, there are various things you could get on social media. There are lots of triggers that you can, you know, that you face on a daily basis. Um, for example, I was speaking to um, someone this morning and she's ready to launch her coaching um package and she said to me I'm I've got it all ready but I just don't know where to start and um, her fear is around you know being an imposter however she has all the qualifications to start she's amazing and it's digging into that and just taking that first step so um, social media does prompt you to you know, it, and it triggers you and um, to take a step or it may be not to take a step, it may be not, you know, to get off a certain platform. But it also, it always, it can um, bring about more of that inner inquiry, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I not doing this? What's the fear around that? Yeah, I feel like, 
excuse me, I feel like imposter syndrome is 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 pretty much a disease. I, I feel like it's 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 rampant nowadays. But especially when you're trying to launch something on social media, there's so many other people clamoring for the same audience. It can yeah. be so hard, you know, it does make you stop and think like, am, am I really that good? Like is it is is yeah. it worthwhile? And that's where the authenticity is important. When you're grounded and you're centered and you you know your product and you know that you know you do have something to offer we're all individuals we do have something to offer that's where you know you need to be strong in that yeah so it's not it's not giving what the followers want it's being above that and just you offering Mm. I really really like this idea of kind of just doing your own thing and then letting that create your own niche, like your own niche. And- you need to be strong in your values and your brand and what what you stand for, particularly mm-hmm. with various global crises that we have, evolving technology. You need to be the centre of that and then, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think that's another kind of link to personal development as well is it really forces you to think about what you stand for and when you're promoting before you promote it online. Exactly. And your intention, you know, what is your intention? And also, you know, am I being reactive to this comment or am I, you know, responding and taking time? Mm. Um, Yeah, so reacting and responding is a big one on social media as well. And, and in my experience, I have found, and um, this was when I was working with a client, um, a high-profile client, and it was around the Black Lives Matter situation. Mm-hmm. And you would see accounts that would delete messages, delete comments, mm-hmm. whatever. But I found when you, when you when you respond to a negative comment and explain your situation, um, usually when when one person makes a comment, usually it's a minimum of, of 10 other people with that same query. So by taking time and engaging with your audience and letting them know where you stand, that that's powerful as well. So, and, and there's a lot of letting go of fear around that as well, but if you start with that that exercise of love over fear, if you start with that even in the small things, it it can relate to the bigger things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm also thinking of like it makes me think of celebrity kind of apologies and how they tend to be they tend to be quite widely panned a lot of the time because sometimes they can be I feel like people have complaints about every aspect of the process, but sometimes they do feel a little inauthentic, like they might not actually mean it and they're kind of making apology as a reaction, like you said, as opposed to a response to what people are actually saying. Is that something that kind of you've come across as well? Or Yeah, there's a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, intention again and, and you know, being kind you know, is powerful. There's, you know, the people make mistakes as well. Yeah. Um, 
And, and we need to allow that for happen. I, I saw a post just yesterday. There's a um, a nap going around a one where um, uh, your image you can make that into various goddess images and, and whatever. Um, and one person posted a. Um, posted that on Instagram but then chose to take that down because that app was using other artists' works. Yeah, yeah. But she, but the decision to take it down because she was getting those comments, mm. that's a big thing. But then she then put out a video on why she did that. We need to feel safe to be able to have those discussions. We, you know, we learn by our mistakes and um, certainly there are conversations where and it's, that don't allow that and that's, yeah, that's that can be um, rather horrible to watch. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to be negative when you're kind of hiding behind or when, yeah. when you're not directly facing that person. I think that's kind of one of the dangers of social media is mm. there's a semblance of anonymity. Even if you're using your real name, um, you're still kind of not right there in front of them. And so it's a lot easier to say things to them that you wouldn't probably say to their face. Yeah. And then it goes also to our reaction around those people. Like, you know, the more centred and grounded we are, um, I think that does help. Yeah, I love that. Dealing with with those, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, We've already talked a bit about mental blocks and fears associated with social media. We talked about imposter syndrome and we talked about, you know, um, coming into coming into trouble, uh, having having someone point out mistakes online. Are there any other mental blocks and fears that we haven't touched on yet? Um, well, there could be a fear of just being out there and um, you know shining your light. And one of Marianne Williamson's famous quotes from around um, from a return to love is our deepest fear. Mm-hmm. And it is about shining your own light. A lot of people have that, you know. Mm-hmm. What that's... if this does work and then I'm out there and, and what if? And that's where I think small steps does help too. That's actually what I'm terrified of <laughs> is, is putting myself out there um, on like the internet for everyone to see. I'm definitely like... I understand when you talk about authenticity, I'm like, authenticity, I'm like, yes, I see that. Like when I'm consuming content, that's exactly what I'm looking for. But the idea of just putting myself out there is terrifying because I don't want people to know me. Is that is that something that yes. people have said so, to you? Well, that's what she speaks of in that quote. Mm. Um, and I don't, I used to know it, but, it, and, and her thing is, well, so it's, uh, you know, it's if it's a divine thing within us, we should be out there doing it. If it's something that really calls you and you know that feeling within you, well, then take that step. And for me, it's I know when, you know, when I do take those steps is when the synchronicities happen. So then I know I'm in that flow and, and it's one step at a time. So synchronicities um, being in the flow are a good guide that you're, you know, that you're 
doing the right thing. If it doesn't feel right within you, well, then no, don't do it. Following your own instinct. What, sorry, sorry if you've already defined this, but just to kind of lay it out there, what exactly is synchronicity? What do you mean when you say so that? So synchronicity is, um, it was coined, a term coined by Carl Jung, and I won't get into the whole scientific thing, but it's an example of two separate incidences or events that happen that combine to make one event. It's coincidences that you can't even imagine. Yeah, okay, yeah, Yeah. yep, yep. That's Like little miracles, so the course of miracles, they're the little miracles that happen. And and when it happens, it's like it just just continues, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's when I found when I worked um, so I studied the, I, I did the A Course in Miracles um, practice. I listened to Marianne Williamson, a lot of her lectures on tape. And, um, yeah, I have a, my own story around that where, and, and she says it's not a little bit of love and a little bit of fear. You really have to embrace that. I am stepping into this from a space of love. Right, right, right. I really, I really like the way you put it when you said little miracles. I feel like that's um, a, a really first easy, easy to conceptualize, uh, but also just, um, yeah, really wonderful. And, um, and once, once you observe the little miracles, it could be a small synchronicity, a small coincidence. Once you stop and... And it's, I think, what Steve Jobs mentioned about connecting the dots... Once you start seeing that, you then it then becomes part of your, you know, your life, and then things, yeah, you're able to connect dots. It's something to play with, but but you need to be, not need to be coming from that space of love and not fear. Yeah, for and sure. Like I said, fear can be judgment. Fear can be all sorts of things. Yeah, anger. Yeah. And it's like you said earlier with like connecting the dots, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with like intention um, and awareness for in, in kind of the vein of personal development. Like those are Which so important. Huge. Yeah. 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 Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. What can we do to move past our mental blocks and fears uh, when using social media. And I know that's probably heavily dependent on the specific block or fear. Uh, mm. But but what, what kind of, what do you often go over with your clients? Um, okay. Um, well, again, I'll just take what came up this morning. Identifying why you're being on, you know, why you're being triggered by a particular post or why I'm just feeling nervous about putting out, you know, this email package. You know. um, I think it's good to ta- to pause, um, try and identify the fee around that, what's the fee. So in this particular case um, that came up this morning, her fee was 
she's an imposter. She feels that whole imposter syndrome thing. So we talked about that, you know, everyone goes through that, like everyone. And then we talked about, um, you know, she has all the qualifications for this. She's already been able to help a lot of people. So we don't, we talked about that. The main thing is identifying the fee Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you could talk it over with someone. You can meditate on someone uh, on that, and then feeling within you, um, releasing perhaps the fear around that. So it could be you could meditate on that. You could mer- journal on the fear as well. And look, while you're on social media, it could just be a post that comes up and, you know, a comment, but then pause where, how are you responding to that comment? Yeah. Are you responding or are you reacting? Because, yeah. you know, you, you know, it's on, you, you just need to be taking a pause and thinking about what you're doing is very important mm-hmm. as well. I hope that's answered. I mean, there are various things, but. Yeah, for sure. No, I I want to kind of elaborate on that on this idea of responding versus reacting. Um we've already kind of talked about the differences between those two, but explicitly lay out what do you feel constitutes reacting and what do you feel constitutes responding? Okay, so um just what's come, responding also maybe not responding to something, right? Not choosing to be part of, um, you know, a, a trend or something that's happening. Reacting. Um, so when you're reacting, you could be coming from that space of anger about the comment or a judgment around that person. I mean, we don't know. We need to. Um, yeah, you, we need to be. I feel we need to be mindful about how we respond mm-hmm. to comments, certain comments. And then the higher you are, or um, if you're representing a brand, you need to be aware that you're respect. You're representing that brand, yeah. so your comments on there need to reflect that as well. Yeah, yeah. they need to be mindful and. Um, is that comment going to be, yeah, reactive? Is mm-hmm. it? Is it? What's the intention behind that? Yeah, and I would also assume it depends on the platform you're on, how you respond, right? Because I um, mean, yes, like certainly. TikTok. TikTok is a very interesting space I found for brands, and and the way they respond to people is very, very different to how they might respond on, say. Facebook or Twitter. Absolutely. So do you want to engage on that? Is that a platform that you want to be on? It may be a platform where, you know, I mean, I love TikTok, but is that a platform? I wouldn't recommend it for everyone either. Mm-hmm. Twitter's another one. Yeah. You know, yeah. you need to be, yes, you need to be quick as well in a response, but first of all, what space are you coming from, you know? Yeah. Um, and we saw a lot of that with um, a couple of years ago with the whole cancer culture thing. Check that the links are right. Check that the source, you, you know, is correct. Yeah. That also goes with images and videos and everything. 
Yeah. What is, you know, is it correct? Have you taken the time to check that out? Yeah, image and video verification is something that I feel like this year as well has become such a problem and not enough people are taking the time to look into what they're actually sharing. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I was also thinking as you were speaking, like Twitter, Twitter's a great place to interact with people, but I don't know if by the time the episode comes out, if it'll still be around. <laughs> it's a bit of a volatile space right now. Yeah. yeah, it really is interesting. I mean, I love Twitter. When I first started, I loved it and I got to connect with some really great people. Um yeah, at the moment. And, and there there are times where I've just stayed away from it because, yeah, I I could see that it, it's just it was a bloodbath for certain accounts and that's horrible to see. Yeah, it can definitely be a pretty toxic space. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then you need to also have that discernment, well, I, you know, do I want to be on that platform? No. Where are my followers? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be everywhere as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that, yeah, so that's that comes back to authenticity as well. Yeah, for sure. I think And knowing, really- you know, knowing the brand, knowing where your followers are, who are your followers. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important advice. Uh, a really, really great takeaway from this is that, like, you don't actually need to be on every platform and mm-hmm. sometimes that platform doesn't suit you more isn't necessarily always better yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. and and just being on like just being on the one platform can suffice Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying just looking into what um Substack is offering so they've just introduced a chat okay okay yeah but there are so many platforms but no certainly I would not recommend that you be on all platforms yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, I might begin with our practice slash habit experiment debrief um, where we talk a little bit about practices that might help deal with specifically dealing with mental blocks and fears around social media. What's a practice that you have maybe done yourself or have recommended to a client in the past uh, to deal with this? And again, I know as we've already discussed, it would depend on what the problem is. Yeah, so I I try and do, um, I think journaling's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also done theta healing where it's a practice where you can dig into the issue or the fear and identify the fear and work around where that has has initially started. Um, so that's that's a whole separate pro- process. But digging into or going and having that inner inquiry about, well, what is my fear around this? Um, and if it's... Um, and, and identifying that can help. Meditating on that can help. Um, well, I guess in terms of journaling, what, do you do you recommend that people keep a social media journal of sorts? All right. Uh, so, um, so there are two. T- I do morning um, pages by Julia. Cameron, it's a practice that I do, but that is that's different from just normal journaling. Um, 
So morning practice, you wake up and you write three uh, three pages of what comes to you. So in effect, it's just clearing the mind of things. And if you do have a concern or something that's triggering you, you write it down. And then I, I delete it or I throw those pages away. I don't hang on to it. But it do, it's this thing of clearing the mind. Journaling, um, yeah, you could journal the question. Uh, if, if you're identifying a fear that you have and you're working by yourself on something, journaling can help you just get that clarity around you know, that fear and just helping you move one step out of that fear if it's if it's something that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And what, I guess, how how do people go about, like what questions should they be asking themselves to help identify this fear and pin it down? Trying to go into it, asking yourself at, at, at one stage, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? If I take this step and just asking yourself that question is, you know, it, it's it, it's putting in front of you, well, you know, it's the fear. I have heard of this quote recently where with the worst form of troll is the troll that's within your head. It's that negative voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so digging in, asking yourself that question of what's the worst that can happen Um is, you know, releasing the negative and just uh, trying to identify the positive and taking those steps. And it is taking steps. And then if it doesn't work, well, then you move on or you try something different. So it's, you know, the doing is also important as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's kind of that... Um... <laughs> you know especially when we're talking about self and we're talking about imposter syndrome earlier and we're kind of our own worst enemy when it comes to these things we're we're our least we're our biggest hater a lot of the time as opposed to people online it's usually us so it's all that negative talk and you know invariably it's no one's out there just watching us. There's so much going on. But being being centred, being grounded and really um, coming from that strength of love is, can, you know, is powerful as well. Yeah. So, sure. And that's a daily practice. And the more inner inquiry you have, it, it becomes like a muscle. It's you know, you're being triggered by someone that's put out this post. So you work on that. You know, why why is why is this triggering me? So then ask those questions. And then next time around, you know, it's a muscle use. It's something to work on. Yeah, for sure. And in the case of like a comment that you receive as well, taking that time to understand what is upsetting you and also what is being said in the meantime might help open up kind of an understanding yeah and certainly um you know I see accounts that just delete all negative ones and I'm not saying yes there is a time where you do delete things but that question is a may I open up a whole lot of questions that your other followers may have so it's an engagement um you know engaging with your followers is also social media and it's a huge part of it and 
they're your biggest, um, you know, once once you retain or get that loyalty from followers, that that's a big powerful tool as well. Engagement is huge. And not having, coming from love and, and not from fear in answering those questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. And I, I think that nowadays people notice as well when you're deleting comments it's it's really hard to hide that kind of thing so you're almost yeah. drawing more attention if you're reacting yeah. in that way exactly so responding not reacting and moving on um yeah so mm-hmm. what what's kind of how do you feel like this practice of whether it be by journaling or some other means becoming more aware of how your fears feel? You know, how, how do you feel it impacts your personal development and your perception in life? Well, it, I mean, it's ongoing for me. You're never there. But if you're being triggered or if someone triggers you on social media or whatever, that's that opportunity for you to sort of look within and ask the question for yourself, why is that triggering me? Mm-hmm. you know for sure it's ongoing it, it's great personal development <laughs> journaling in general is always a practice but kind of doing it even just for a little thing like building a social media brand which is kind of a wild wild west for so many people it can be so important how wh- how would you find kind of the time to do it what's kind of is there like a strategy or maybe a checklist that people can follow so- so for me, mornings uh, have become important mm-hmm. where um, I, I will meditate or prayer or set an intention for the day. Um, you could use an affirmation. Um, I like to I like to include a, a morning walk, and this is all before you pick up the phone and get onto Instagram. We hear that so much, you know. This is what you need to do, but it is powerful because it. It centers you. You're coming from not that other space. You're you, you've given yourself that time. You may have journaled a little piece, and an awareness has come up for you. It, it's a muscle. It grows, and then you know, meditating and prayer is part of my life, and it's powerful. And then setting the intention for the day. I mean, it's all done, you know, in various degrees, but. I think starting the morning with that, a gratitude practice is good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that, you know, when you talked about before you get on your phone and check your social media, I think that's super important because if you're kind of dealing with the fear of being online and putting yourself out there, it's really important to have that time to remind yourself that not all of you is out there. You still exist outside of the internet. Yeah, and, and we need to have that, that the strength and the centering and grounding and also that allows for discernment for when we do get on social media or when we're out there. You know, we it, it's a great base to start off with. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Would you recommend this to everyone or are there pay, maybe people that you don't recommend it to? or maybe groups of people that it might not suit? Oh, I would say um, 
what though um what is your passion it may be going for a run or a swim in the surf or you know do something for yourself that morning you know allow or it allows something for yourself where you can become centered and it, it it is what brings you joy you know it may be art or something but allowing that within the day is empowering yeah what i've learned on the show is that there's so many different forms of meditation it doesn't just have to be sitting in no, silence for 10 minutes absolutely it can be fishing it, it it's what brings you that joy mm-hmm. and and you know you can get lost in it what that is yes that's mm-hmm. meditation it could be dance is a good one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Singing. but just having that yeah, just getting centered, getting um, is is a good thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Do you have any other recommendations of practices to combine with the combine this with? You mentioned um, a form of meditation earlier when we were when we were speaking. I couldn't remember oh, the name. So of I did for Pashna. Okay. Um, I'm just starting on that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on that road. Um, any. Uh, like online, there are so many forms of meditation, guided meditations that you can take. Um, also online, there's a whole lot of resources. Um, the, you know, there are, the podcasts are amazing. You, you, you know, you can learn a lot. A Course of Miracles, um, you don't have to do the course, but listening to people that have gone through those things and experiences, that's you know, you learn. That's how you learn. Yeah. Reading, you know, it, it's all empowering you. Um, yeah, reading other and listening to other people's stories. Mm, but yeah. choose what, what you know, choose an area or a medium that you love. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Podcasts are kind of my happy place. That's what I use to center myself in the morning. I'm uh, getting ready for going out wherever I need to go and then I just have a podcast on the side that's sometimes like a news one but it could be just uh something about nothing yes and and there are those random ones where you you're speaking to someone that has a passion in an area that you know nothing about you know they're great it's it's showing you that when that person how they work when they're coming from that space as well we're always learning and I find yes there are negatives on social media but for me I that's where I found my own um, empowerment yeah for sure for sure and yeah Sure, I love that. That brings us kind of to the end of our practice habit experiment debrief. Um, mm-hmm. We've got a couple of questions from the audience. Are you happy to answer them? Sure. Absolutely. So what are some ways, and we kind of talked about this as well, what are some of the ways to overcome the fear of getting negative comments on social media? So this is not a comment that has been received, but I guess the fear of getting them in the future. Well, you've got to just try it in the future. Um, if your if your message is strong, if you're talking to your audience and your followers, you know, if you're strong within that, well, then and if the negative message is relevant, you know, answer it. 
you know, if if it's um, spammy or if it's a competitor that you feel, well, then you can deal with that. But having the strength to then just answer that, that can open up a whole, you know, you're showing your audience that, yes, you, you can answer a negative question. We need to We need to be open to conversations. But holding that fear holds that probability that you'll get that negative comment as well. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to let that fear go. Let that fear go. Ask yourself, well, what's the worst thing that can happen to What's the worst thing that can happen if that happens? Yeah, for sure. You know, sure. And I've worked on big accounts, so it's, you know, on varied accounts. So, yeah. yeah, when you're coming from that really strong space of this is what I love doing, you know, this is what I, mm. you know, I believe in, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for it sure. It goes away. It can go away. For sure, for sure. Um, the next question is, social media can make me feel down at times, especially with the fear of missing out. How do I overcome um, the fear of missing out? Because I don't want to spend my entire life on social media. Well, we've heard stories, you know, we've seen accounts where um, it's not true what they put out, you know. So we need to have a discernment around that and what we're seeing, you know, have breaks and understand that, you know, it's not all true. So having your own discernment and wisdom about that is important. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the past few years, especially, you know, around Facebook, um, it's taught us that we really have to be critical when we consume social media. We can't just passively take it all in. We have to actively interrogate everything that we see to make sure that it is real and it is serving us. Um, So super important to do that. Have that, yeah, that just stop and just, or or just, you know, you're, you're scrolling through and just stop and think, well, how is this serving me? How am I feeling about it as well? Yeah. Um, is it true? Yeah. Yeah. And also what you mentioned earlier about verifying everything as well. Oh, and that's so important. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Uh, final. answers that question. Yeah, I, I think it does. I I w- I'm not the one who asked the question, so I wouldn't know, but I think it does. Um, yeah. Final question. Is social media bad for your mental health overall? The overuse of it can be, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and we're seeing, for me personally, it's been empowering. Um, I've learnt a lot. We're in an age where um, we don't have to, you know, 10, 15 years ago we had to have a PR and a press release to put out our news. We can do that now, Mm. you know, no money involved or whatever. Um, So I've, you know, there's always the two sides to the story. you know, the negative and the positive, but I I focus on the positive, the resources out there. It's so empowering. Um, But we need to have that, also that discernment of, you know, when to stop, when, you know, not to get on. Um, And also I think um, 
it's a question for um, guidelines around social media. Definitely I'm not saying no to that. But um, I find great empowerment. Yeah. And we're lucky to be, you know, it's an amazing um, time to live too, I think, Mm -hmm. to have that ability to, to learn and grow. Yeah, for sure. And to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that said that was a final question, but I just thought of a audience question from myself. Um, how do you deal with burnout on social media? <laughs> That's a big one. Well, mm-hmm. I, you have to listen to your own, you know, your own body, you know, for me, it was um, I needed a break, so I took that break. Um, and when I did the Vipassana course, that was 10 days, no phone, nothing, and that was quite, um, that was a big thing for me. Um, but I'm not suggesting we can all do But knowing that you need to have a break, like you can... Um, Knowing if you're working on a project, try not to be um, have any apps near you where you're on social media. Yeah, sure. asking yourself the question and doing the work and just stepping away from it. Yeah, takes yeah. self discipline. Yes. Yeah, so it comes back to that uh, that awareness as well within yourself. Yeah, and how you're feeling about it, and then checking in as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, now we've got one more segment to close off our show. It's our open mic uh, in which I let you have a brief TED talk <laughs> about whatever you want to speak about. Um, mm. Sometimes our guests just kind of point out things that we might have missed. Sometimes I guess have uh, something separate to talk about that's kind of parallel but not quite what we've discussed. What 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 was your TED talk for today? I think I've done a lot of talking. I'll just reiterate on on a few things. Um, I think when we're on social media, I think intention on what we put out is important. Um, In my experience, when, when you come from that space of love and that real certainty of what you're doing and the intention and mindfulness, that's that's when miracles do happen. That's when the good things happen. When you're coming from that space of reacting and, and the fear, it, it doesn't serve anyone. So. For sure. Thank you so much uh, for chatting with me today, Diane. Where can our audience members, uh, listeners, viewers, where can they find you? Um, I'm on uh, Instagram under MediaPixel. Um, and I have a website, Media Pixel Consultants. I'm on Twitter, less on Facebook. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Thank you again so much for joining me. I've learned a lot today. It's been really, really enlightening for me. Thank you. You've been listening to Self Improvement Atlas, the personal science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. For more episodes like this from 10 different life management perspectives, Search LMSL on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel, as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. 
More of our work can also be found on our website at pe.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. I'm Aditi Kutti. Thanks for tuning in.